Hey everybody, we're Ramones of the Day and this is Mental Health! One, two, three, four! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip. And I'm also Philip. And we are Molly. And together <laughs> we make up Ramones of the Day. <laughs> And we're discussing the song Mental Hell. This is from 1986's Animal Boy, their ninth studio album. It is a Joey Jam. Joey Jam. Oh, I love that. Joey Jams. Yeah. And I gave this oh, that's good. a song category mental illness. Um, <clears throat> it's got the word mental in it, first right of all. Right in the title. I mean, right off the bat. That was an easy one. I, it was leading its way. You didn't have to think about it very much at all. No. You just took but a nap afterwards. Like, I got plenty of time. I thought of, I gave it an A, and then I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> um they played this song live a few times they played it zero times oh that's funny a few times is less than few they played it zero zero times um yeah okay they didn't do it wow it's just so funny to me sometimes when they pick or choose well yeah. i mean love kills no offense to that song i think that song is fine they play it like a hundred times mm-hmm. this one okay maybe mental hell isn't my favorite ramon song ever but they played it zero times this album comes out and they're like nope i feel like with with that though it's interesting because probably by that point they start thinking like let's throw in some dd singing in the concert there's fewer things to pick from so yeah if they're thinking let's throw in some joey songs it's everything it's everything yeah, yeah so then they have so many others they have yeah i'm to with do. you but even it, but, i yeah. guess why it really surprises me is because when they put out a new album and they go on tour they're not playing the album no they're just playing us they're playing their ramon it's set making, making no difference interesting um sort of a uh fact but i believe this period is one of the peak uh Alcoholic Joey and peak bitter Joey. Ugh. Yeah. That's got to be tough. It's a tough time. Yeah. And supposedly... He Plus was... he's got to touch all the knobs about a thousand times. <laughs> and that can't be fun for anyone. No, not even him. No. He can't... No one enjoys that. Nobody. Nobody enjoys that. Le- <laughs> That's so bad it's good. <laughs> we are really good at stretching. Listen, um, if you want to pay us to do this live in front of an audience. How many puns can you squeeze in? <laughs> Ramon puns of the day. Um, I actually found a quote about this song. Okay. From him. Love it. Which is, he'd had it with the Ramones. It says, I'd had it with the Ramones. Mental hell is about that. Part of it came from breaking up with then-girlfriend Angela. The other part of it was that I'd really had it with the band. You know what's so funny? The word, The term had it. Yeah, it really it's like, had it. Yeah, it, it seems so lackluster. It's like, just really had it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've had it up to here. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. There's there harsher words could be used, but yeah, I've had it. Well, it's so funny because Joey has such a severe OCD. I, you got to think that him just starting to do blow and booze and all that stuff just does not help those tendons or maybe it does because he doesn't think know. about it as much i don't probably know either not. probably he would do it more because it was like well this is what i do well i do 10 lines I mean, of this i do 10 lines of that i've drunk some alcohol in my life and it can tend to make you kind of grumpy if you do it a lot sure. you know yeah that's true and and yeah animal boy there isn't a lot it's too bad as we've been ramping up for this set of songs I've been thinking a lot more about this particular album, how it's this kind of one of the underreported eras for them. 
and how I feel like this one in particular has maybe a lot of backstory going on because it's after the success of Too Tough to Die, but it's still not like commercial success. Yeah. It's success from their fans. Success from their fans, yeah. right. And But not enough commercial success that they can do a an album with the producers they want. Yeah. And so this kind of comes. And it, I all, I kind of feel like it, it's a Dee Dee heavy album, too. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about a Joey song, but it's a Dee Dee heavy album. And it's still like very much in a hard punk direction. And, and I feel like some of these things could have been better served. They would have been better served in another era or by another producer or something like that. And they would have maybe made it into something better than what it is. It's not better than the sum of its parts. Some of it yeah. is, some of it's really good and other parts are like, oh, that's kind of letting that down. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel like it's an underrepresented era in discussion because of the stuff that Joey's going through. The stuff that, you know, like, Richie is already probably on headed on his way. Getting pissed off. Pissed off yeah. at this. No one's getting along. So it's got to be some stories there that are just not yeah. reaching. Or it's just, or or nobody wants to tell. I don't know. But you, you can't find much about it. Hmm. I can't find much about it. About the album in general. Yeah, about that period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... Did Richie ever write an autobiography about their moms? I don't think there that is. That would be interesting. I don't think there is one. Yeah. That's what I'm asking for, Molly. I want that. <laughs> yeah. Because we not... haven't read enough nope. about the Ramones. There's still some key books, I think, that you and I have not done that people Well, online, I know that there's key God books that them, I haven't bring up. written or written. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> that. I know there's key books that I haven't read that you have read. Sure. Um, but we never got a tell-all from Joey. No, no, yeah, not straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. No. Um, now would be a good time to talk about haircuts. Let's do it. So, uh, there are, outside of our presence online, there are many different Ramones presences on Facebook. Lots of presents. Lots of presents. It's like Christmas. So <laughs> many presents. So many presents. Uh, ifs and buts are candy nuts. Look at this Merry Christmas. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, there is a group that I joined. I believe it's called We Love Joey Ramone. Oh, I gotta join that group. Yeah, look it up. I mean, yeah, write it down. Like, look it up. Remember. I'm gonna be the captain of that group <laughs> in two days. But they do a good job of uh, posting rando pictures and rando stories. I, and I love be- that. I believe it is from there that I was hooked up with this article. Uh, it's from the Downtown Express. Uh, I don't even know what it mean what that means. Uh, it's from 2005, and the title is. The man behind Joey Ramone's hair. Oh, I love this. And let me tell our listeners, when I told Molly, I found out some information about the guy who did Joey's hair, her immediate response was, somebody did his hair? <laughs> and yes, this guy... And yes! The, yeah, this guy uh, is named Hugh Mac Dill, and he did Joey's hair for 17 years, until his death in 2001. That is incredible. Okay, here's why that's incredible to me. And I mean, even if you look at the Ramones cover for Animal Boy, mm-hmm. you can see that Joey's definitely got a quaff going on. But a lot of times, if you see Joey just like in an interview or on stage, he looks so unkempt yeah. that it is crazy to me that he had a hairdresser. Yes. Right. 
I mean, I guess somebody cut his hair. Maybe this is what I'm getting tripped up because you're saying he had a hairdresser. So, yeah, he went to somebody to get his hair cut. But when you say that, I, I feel like somebody's doing his hair. No, no, no. no. Okay, okay. No, okay. I don't think that's what it was. Got it, got it. Um, the and, guy that cuts his hair. Yeah, the guy who cut his hair. Yeah. Um, But he, like, gave him bangs. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's around this time, too, that he starts getting, like, this, like, sort of comma of hair yeah. in front of his face. Which is super iconic. Yeah. Super iconic. Yeah. I mean, it's what it eventually became. And, Excuse me. But yeah, the, uh, I, I'll post a link. Look it up. I love that. Mystery solved. Yeah. Somebody actually did his hair. Good job. I wonder good if this guy's still cue. doing hair. I believe he, well. I would love to give this guy a boost in. As a two. Because we've got so many listeners. Sure. What if he got a boost in his business I'm not from gonna, our podcast? I'm not going <laughs> to promise this, but say Molly and Philip sent you. <laughs> And uh, get uh, a free comb. Get a free comb. Can't not get a free comb. Get a free comb. <laughs> get a free comb unused by Joey Ramone. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah. So look that up. Um, that's that's all the facts I had about uh, this song. Okay. Any factoids? Well, I just like the idea that <laughs> that he, Joey brings this song to the band, and they're like. John's like, so, what's this song about? <laughs> and he's like, uh, um, my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. Definitely right. about my girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Um, that's the ticket. <laughs> You'd almost think that, like, either they're not paying attention. And I think at this point, Johnny in particular it doesn't exactly care as long as it fits into a style. You know, about the like, music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, that's catchy. And yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty aggressive. So, okay. But and also, they do it. Yeah. Instead of having to like sneak it in another way. And yeah. I, but yeah, I you're mean, right. If they paid attention, you're like, oh, that guy's in. But I mean, these lyrics are intense. Inside this private hell, I'm not feeling very well. And I mean, honestly, Joey isn't feeling very well. Right. He's got a lot of shit going on with him. That He's kind of a sick dude. And he does not live long, Joey no. Ramone. Nope. He dies a pretty young man considering the Humans? technology of the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, anyway. No, you're right. Uh, so I wanted to say that I thought that this song was mm-hmm. very dirgy. Okay. It has a very... Um, sure, I get that. Yeah, there's something very dark about it. I mean, which is fitting for the 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 thing that the song is about. Right. Or the, yeah, know. it fits the style. Yeah, it fits the style. I like that about it. I'm ready to jump. I like that about it. Are we in feelings right but, now? Please. We're, we're I mean, feeling tonight. Listen, right? we try to have rules around here, but it's we're okay. not getting paid for this shit. <laughs> I I really like this song. Great. Please do tell. Um, I I always think that I won't. Okay. For the reasons that you were joking, actually, while we were listening to it before recording, of saying things like, you see, the phrase is mental health, but he's saying hell. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> the title... The title doesn't set me up for success right away, but the actual song and the performance of it and somehow the production of it, uh, I I really like. Great. I, I It always surprises me. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, mental hell. Oh, mental hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> get back into it. Well, okay. I'm going to take it back to a song that we've recently covered, uh-huh. uh, which was, hold on now. Um, She's opening the newspaper. Opening the newspaper. Making Monsters for My Friends. Okay. Which was a song written by Dee Dee, Nothing Against Dee Dee, where we just couldn't quite even wrap our head around what exactly was going on with the song. And what I think this song does very well is you know exactly what's going on here. And it gives it to you in a way that 
you really feel it. Mm. You feel the pain of it. There's no, I mean, he, he does not mince words here. It's like, this is what, this is the pain that I'm feeling. And I, I like that about it. I want, I do too. And I wonder if that is aided by the fact that the person who is feeling those feelings is the person singing it. Yeah. You know, that if in another, and I mean, we, you can literally hear Dee Dee sing, making monsters of my, for my friends. Um, see, I do it every time of, instead of for making monsters for my friends. Um, you can hear another version where he does that and it has a different quality. I Mm -hmm. think that this is it too. It's like you, yeah, this means something to me and I'm literally expressing how angry and upset I am. Totally. Yeah. So I've always really liked it. I'm giving it a strong, like, well, like with muscles, (laughs) with muscles. Um, I like this song a lot. I don't know if I love this song. Then you don't, but I'm almost there. Okay. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I really think it's that stupid title. Yeah. Like, it's not even the right kind of I know. Title. Just like, oh. Well, mm. side note, anytime the word hell is in anything, I'm always like, mm, it's kind of cheesy. You and I did a lot of improv and sketch comedy and sure, stuff. Sure, if you remember and I, us. And if you, if you remember us from <laughs> stars of sort of stage and other stages. Um, <laughs> from from back bar rooms and parks. No, but the, the hell thing is what I is what I always noticed where, like, especially inexperienced or new groups, when they say they set up somebody is behind this door, you can bet that it's, it, it has, there's three things that'll be behind there. One will actually be unexpected and enjoyable. The other will be Jesus. The other will be Hitler. And it feels like the same type of thing. You're like, what's wor- what's the worst thing? Hell. Okay. Yeah. Mental hell. Yeah. It seems like. It's hell, man. Yeah. It just seems kind of like. But everything else is so, it feels, that feels generic where everything else feels specific to the storyteller. Totally. And that's, that's, I think, why we don't love that part of it. Just the title specifically. I think so. But also. Well, in the, in the, the chorus. And oh, oh, yeah. Hellmental. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. But also, well, okay, Hellmental. I just want to, I want to give a shout out to the end of this song. Sure. When they flip the word, the emphasis on the words, mm-hmm. and it feels like they're saying mental hell, but it's hell mental. I mean, I just, I love that. You do? For real? I, I do. Tell. No, I, I really do. I'm being funny, but I really, really okay. do. I like the end a lot. Um, I'm going to give the most valuable award to one, Joey Ramone. I feel like he did a bang up job. Kudos to you. Keep it up, but I hope you feel better. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey. Take a spa day. I hear you. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, who's playing drums on this, this baby? This is a Richard. This is a Richard. I'm just going to go crazy rogue on this wow. and give it to Richard. And you broke his heart. I you know? know. They are really good, though. I yeah. Mean, even for like, yeah, not being so pronounced. But seriously, I really do like the end, and I like how we drive towards the end on this song. And yeah. I think the drums a have a lot to do with that. Pace. Yeah, I like that. Sure. That's like good. That. Okay, well, do you have anything? I have one last thing, one little last thing that I want to talk about, which is just the album cover to this album. Okay. Because I don't think we've actually gone into it that much. But, so, the the album's called Animal Boy. Mm -hmm. The album cover is the band, and they're in front of this, like, cage, and there's a monkey in the back, and uh, supposedly that's... um, Legs McNeil is the guy in the gorilla suit. Who is... Joey's brother, right? No, 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 not no. Uh, he was a punk writer. He was a music writer, like a, a, a punk magazine writer. Yes. Okay. okay. So yeah, I think he deal. literally. Wait, I'm gonna mess it up, but I think he literally wrote for the magazine Punk, punk Magazine. Okay. <laughs> we are really literate in punk culture, as you can uh-huh. tell. Mental health. And um, 
And then they had this real monkey, a real chimp, in yes. the picture with them, which apparently Joey was supposed to hold, or like Joey or Johnny was supposed to hold, uh-huh. but then the monkey didn't want to be with the person he was supposed to be with, and he kept like going into Richie's arms. Uh-huh. So then they're like, oh, Richie can just hold him. But apparently the monkey had like at one point peed on, like peed on Johnny, and he started like throwing fisticuffs at the guy in the ape suit. So okay. the, the chimp on set is just going nuts and they kind of can't get control of him. And Richard's like, I guess I'll hold him. And so I, I just thought that was kind of funny. But the context for them being with these monkeys is like, they're all, they're cool with the monkeys. The monkey, you know, they're all kind of right. The they're outside. in with them. They're in the zoo. Yeah. They're and yeah. And the back cover on this is the woman who had an affliction that she grew a lot of hair. So they called right. her the, um, I forget what they called her. Uh, the hairy woman. Like monkey woman, that's not what they call her, but sorry, but that they Ain't were, Amanda? they felt like outsiders, mm-hmm. and that was that was supposed to be the context of what this was about. Okay, <clears throat> which I just I don't know. I just thought all that stuff was really interesting because I don't really think about album covers too much. No, I don't know that a lot of people do. I wonder if that still happens as much now in the 2017s. I think I'm, some people have to because I look feel at like it, but... I feel like most of the time now album covers are just art. Yeah. More than it's pictures of the band. Sure. Um, but anyway, I also just wanted to point out that it's so weird to me. There's so much monkey business <laughs> going on with the pictures on this album. Uh-huh. And then one of the major songs on this album is... Uh, Eight Man Hop. Ba- Eight Man Hop and Bonzo goes to... Right, so we got Bitburg, monkeys in there. So it's like so many freaking monkeys on this That's album. That's true. I was about I don't know, to say, I just thought that was weird. I was about to say, like, why didn't they take the easy route and just have, like... You know, like they're in the cage, and you don't have to have gorillas and monkeys and stuff like that. But no, we're gonna have a life-size gorilla behind us. We're gonna be holding a chimp. It honestly reminds me of an improv show where they got the suggestion of like in a cage or you know primates, and then they just—I mean, seriously—it feels almost like a theme album. Like, what's up with all the monkeys, dudes? (laughs) Anyway. No, I never thought about that, but you're right. The Bonzo thing, especially. Yeah, the Bonzo thing. I was just it's like, right what is going on with all the monkey business? You guys. Why didn't they just call it monkey business? I don't know. <laughs> that Ramon's monkey business. Oh. They're all in bed and they have their bare feet sticking out. <laughs> There's a whole other world. There really is. That, sliding that doors. Is that what we're talking about? Sliding doors Ramon's world. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, do you have anything Love else? Uh, I have Blow nothing else. Minds. Okay. I have well, nothing else. Uh, do you have anything else, dear listener? Well, if you do, you can join us on Twitter at Ramones Podcast and share your anything else. Uh, you can also join us here next time. We will be discussing Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight on Ramones of the Day. <laughs>